everyone. What's up, Ramar? I'm your host, Yeri, and we are here with AT. AT, can you briefly tell us who you are, what you do at Ramar? Hey, everyone. Hey, Yeri. Um, I'm glad to be with everyone here on What's Up, Brynmar. I'm A.T. I'm the Associate Dean for Equity, Inclusion, and Community Life. I use she, her pronouns, and I work in the Impact Center um, for Community Equity and Understanding, um, formerly called the Pensby Center. And um, I'm really delighted to be here today. Yeah, thank you so much, because I know A.T., um, this is the beginning of the semester still, everyone's busy, but let's get right into it. Today we'll be talking about Intercultural Living and Learning Center. Before we even talk about all these topics, how do we pronounce it? Is there an official way to say it? Is it I-L-L-C, ILK, ILAC? There's a lot of words. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the Intercultural Living and Learning Center is a lot. It's a mouthful, right? Um, so that's, I guess, our formal name, but a lot of people are calling it ILLC. And I think that's kind of the easiest way to hold on to it, right? Um, and I think it helps to hold on to like what each of the words are standing for. So if we go ILLC, it helps us to remember it's the Intercultural Living and Learning Center. And for me, each of those words is really important because it's not just an acronym, it's really talking about both a place and an action. It's like an active place where people are not only um, living together, but they're learning together and they're uh, sharing that throughout the campus. So um, ILLC is a cool abbreviation as long as we can remember what the words are standing for. So that's great. I'm gonna go ahead and continue to say ILLC, no ILK, <laughs> with the term ILK, because I, I mean, I heard it and was like, it sounds like an ick. It sounds like a little, <laughs> I was not a fan. So I'm happy with ILLC. We'll go with that. So I am currently not living there. I have friends who live there. Uh, I looked up on the website. And so ILLC has Pen Asian floor, interfaith and BIPOC floor, I believe. And this is their pilot year. Yep. Happened very soon because, I mean, I heard the idea flowing around. And then the next year or the next fall semester, you guys were like, we're doing it. Apply. So tell me, like, how is the process? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm both excited and grateful about how quickly this process worked because it's one of the quickest sort of idea to action um, experiences that I've had on campus. Um, but I will say it's been an idea in the making for a long time. So there have been a lot of students over many of the years who have thought, I'd love to have something that's like an affinity housing space. So I want to give a lot of credit and a lot of shout outs to those students who have talked with staff and talked with administrators and talked with each other about wanting another space like this. Um, so they are a big part of this. Uh, but I also want to give a big shout out to staff and administrators who've been talking about it too, because this has been part of a conversation since I came in 2019. And I know it was before that as well. Um, so the kind of short answer to what you're saying, though, is all of those conversations have had kind of a cumulative effect, right? So like I've heard them in a lot of different circles. President Cassidy has heard them. Um, Assistant Dean Joy Dallas has heard them in a lot of settings. Um, Interfaith Chaplain uh, Rabbi Nora has heard them. So lots of us have heard them in different places. Um, Angie Sheets from Res Life has heard them, right? So all of us have been hearing these. And I think really what we were trying to think about was if we tried to put something like this into action, like how quickly could we do it? And um, I was in a meeting with a number of administrators in 
gosh, it was probably in late 22. So maybe like in December of 22. And we just started talking about like, can we make this happen? And I think in February of 23, we're like, let's make it happen. And so like we announced it. We're like, okay, we're going to create a pilot. And this was uh, President Cassidy saying, let's make this so. So I'm really like, I'm excited and pleased that all of us were able to kind of just say, we're going to put the energy and sort of like the thinking behind it. And um, I don't know if it's true for everybody else, but sometimes for me, like I want something to be perfect. So I'll take a long time to plan it and make it just right. Um, and this was a time when we were just like, well, let's, it, we want it to be as good as it can be, but we also know it's going to be a work in progress. So rather than wait a year or two to make it quote unquote perfect, um, we are going to just make this happen sooner rather than later so we can learn from it and pilot it and make it available to students as soon as possible. Um, so you're right, the turnaround time was like crazy quick, um, but I think it's it's coming together in a really great way. And, and the feedback I'm getting from students has been really positive, so I'm glad for that. That's really good. I mean, I'm definitely one of those people who wait until it's perfect. But I think it's so great that you guys were able to start this sooner rather than later, because I, I think we always, a lot of Bryn Mawr alums, because I'm a senior as well, so a lot of my friends have graduated, and we always joke about, oh, when I graduated, the well wasn't there. More. As I was graduating, they did this. You know, I'm so like happy to see class of like 24 being able to live um, in um, ILT and stuff like that. So that's amazing. Well, and, and you know, some of what this takes too, Yeri, is like, I think it means all of us kind of creating a space for each other to kind of know, like, it's probably not starting out perfectly, right? But it means we give each other kind of the grace to sort of like grow together in it so that, you know, um, I bet if we spent two years planning it, it still wouldn't be perfect, right? So at least if we can step into it together with like that space of graciousness, um, we can build something really good together. And I think that's exactly what's happening. So I'm, I'm really glad for that. And I, I think it's coming together in a good way. Yeah, I mean, honestly, shout out to all of you guys and all the also the students and I'm sure the DLT. Um, they're probably working a lot to sort of build predictions and all of that. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the things we're trying to think about is we don't want it to feel kind of like a, a typical residence hall experience. We really want it to be a living and learning experience. And I think to do that, we're trying to be really intentional about everything. And that was even like thinking about, you know, like when the DLT puts up hall decorations at the beginning of the year, like they were really intentional about like, what are they gonna put up? And um, as a, uh, a support staff, and, and I wanna give a big thanks to the support staff and and they are uh, people from the Impact Center. So it's uh, Candice Love, um, who is the director of the Impact Center. It is Joy Dallas, who's the um, assistant dean for intercultural engagement. And it's Rabbi Nora Woods, who is the interfaith chaplain. And myself, like the four of us are working together to support students in all of this. But kind of everything we're, we're trying to think about with students is, um, what can we do to make this um, a learning place, but how can we make it be a place that is about creating community? So we've had hall meetings and we've had dorm meetings um, that I hope don't, like hall meetings and dorm meetings are great. So I'm not trying to say that they're not great and they're not fun, but we're trying to be like really intentional about um, being clear about why we came together. 
because these are just rooms that people kind of were like, great, I got a great lottery number and this is where I live. Like people applied to live here because they had a vision and a hope about what the ILLC could mean and how they could help make it come together, right? And that's about how do we have community? How do we think about um, intercultural learning? How do we share with each other? How do we learn? And how do we share with the broader campus? And that's not a typical dorm experience, right? So people have been really good, I think, about creating that community together. I mean, it just sounds amazing. I've always been a proponent of affinity housing, and it's really awesome to see it. We have, I guess this would be the third one. The third one, yep. Yeah. But I guess for the broader community at Bryn Mawr, and this might be a little bit philosophical in a way, but how does this impact the larger community? What does it mean to people who may not be in affinity housing? Um, I I really appreciate that question, and I I hope that it's not philosophical. Because <laughs> I, I hope that the point of this ILOC is not just for the community of people who live there, right? It's really about impacting the people who live there on each floor and in the building and and people who are hearing this can't see me do this but like i talk about like a horizontal and a vertical impact so right if you live on first floor um the bipoc belonging floor you're impacting one another by sharing with each other but you're also impacting the second floor right pan asian cultures floor and the third floor um interfaith engagement so it's horizontal and vertical but it it, it kind of blasts out beyond that because it's it, it's impacting the campus by sharing with the broader campus and it's bringing the campus inside too. So it's really, um, I keep saying like, it's like a semi-permeable membrane, right? It's like, we want the walls to be such that people come in and go and share what they have with that community and learn what that community is offering so that it's really a place where it's, it's a residence hall. Um, but it's also like, it's a hub, right? It's a it's a central place for people to build community together, to explore identity. Um, but it's also a place for cross-cultural dialogue in the dorm, outside of the dorm, beyond the dorm, and for like active learning and sharing. So to me, like it's something that is bigger than just a dorm. It's something that really impacts like the learning experience at Bryn Mawr. Yeah, no, that's amazing. If people wanted to live in Road South and are just like, ah. Oh, yeah, but I, I am not sure that I would fit in with any of these affinity floors. Like, yeah, but everybody's a learner. Like, that's why we're at Bryn Mawr, right? So come to the programming that the ILLC is offering. Um, be a part of it, you know, and, and and you can be a part of what this community is. And also, like, the, the spaces are still available. Like, they're still on EMS. So if people want to be in the dining hall, you know, for a program or activity, it doesn't have to be an ILLC event. Like that's still a, a, a programming space that's available. And um, and that's part of what we want is we want everybody to kind of be in a big mix of, of things that are going on. So we do want everybody to be a part of it. Even with ECC, I've been to their events and I don't live there. I am just, uh, you know, I'm part of the larger community in Trimar, but I go there because they have amazing food at certain times and I'm, I'm there. You'll see me there. So... I'm sure ILC will have um, other events that would be open to the entire school, right? Yeah, absolutely.
then I guess this is for the residents and especially, I guess, for freshmen and sophomore who live there who um, are looking forward to, oh, what, what's going to be like the years after. And I know on the website, it says after the first year, you guys are going to examine the impact of ILC and then consider feasibility of possible expansion as warranted. But what does it mean for them? What does successful affinity housing look like and what are some expectations and hopes? Yeah, I think it's really important to keep reminding ourselves that as excited as people are about this kind of initiating experience of the ILLC, it's still a pilot program, right? And a pilot program means we're trying something for the first time and we want to see what happens. And I think part of what we're looking for is, first of all, is there interest, right? Is there demand? Um, and we can already answer, yes, there's interest and there's demand because, you know, we've, we've really got um, a, a nearly full um, housing um, slate for this dorm. Um, but also, like, are people going to be engaged? So what, what we were really looking for this year is, are the people who live in the dorm, are they participating in activities? Are they planning activities? Are they active residents in this living and learning center? So if it turns out, right, that people are there, but they're not really doing anything or they're not participating, um, we might say this was a really great opportunity to pull people together, but maybe it's not succeeding as a living and learning center. And so maybe it doesn't continue after that. But if people are really involved and they're connecting with each other and they're planning programs and they're bringing other people in and sharing things out, that would show for us, I think, a level of um, engagement and success that would be really important. And I think what that could do is model for us some other ways to do living and learning communities on campus. Um, and I, I mean, we've already, we had a couple of meetings already. Um, we had a dorm meeting in April for the people who, an opportunity um, supported by the support staff, so the impact center staff, the residents are going to be planning like some kind of like cultural appetizer or something fun that's going to come in and bring in an element of food. So that's something that they're planning that they'll participate in each month. Every semester, each floor is going to plan a special event related to its hall. So there'll be something related to BIPOC belonging, Pan-Asian cultures, or interfaith engagement. And so that'll be once a semester per hall. And then at the end of the semester, there'll be a whole ILC event, which will be like kind of for the whole campus, anybody who wants to come and participate in it. So there's these committees that are coming together that are starting to plan all of these things. So what the, the DLT might have done in other dorms, like the whole community is taking ownership of in the ILLC. So we're, we're waiting to see, like, how is this going to work out? Like, are people going to be freaked out because they have too much schoolwork and they can't do this too? Or are they going to say, this is all part of our learning and we want to do all of this? So we tried to measure it so it wasn't too much of a commitment, but also that it would be something people would really buy into. It seems right now that people are pretty fired up. Yeah, because, I mean, so many people wanted it and a lot of students um, have wanted this for a reason. It's really to have a space that is more than just living together. Like you said, um, it's not about getting a good lottery number. And yes, I got the room. It's about, yes, I'm in this community, this floor. I have committed myself to be there for a reason. But there is this question of no kitchen situation. Road South, there isn't a kitchen like ECC. Is that going to be just the way it is? Are we looking to have some kind of semi-kitchen? Or do you know what's going to happen? 
Yeah. So I think that's a question that's still a little bit up in the air, and that's part of what the pilot year is going to help us to figure out, right? Um, and so for now, what we're trying to do, because we still want food to be central to what we're doing, and I think for a lot of um, a lot of the participants who are a part of ILLC, like food is central culturally for a lot of us, and I think we want to be really clear about how do we let that element be a part of the sharing. Um, so there are ways to do that. I mean, there are ways where you know, we might utilize the community kitchen over at the well. There are ways in which we might, you know, get a um, a catering waiver and get some food brought in. You know, like there's some ways in which we can still do that. And when we assess what the final needs are, maybe there's other ways to, to kind of be creative about what the kitchen need or the kitchen op opportunities are. But I think right now, again, this was one of those things about um, do we wait until it's perfect or do we kind of go with what we've got? It was sort of one of those situations. So I'm not really sure what's ultimately going to happen around a, a kitchen. I think doing kitchen expansion or kitchen renovation is really a significant, um, it's a real significant step, you know, both in terms of like construction and cost and things like that. Um, but I think there's always ways to be creative around that. And I think there's people who are really open to thinking about that. I think we just got to kind of see, like, how does this year go and, and go from there? You guys are already working with it. I mean, the well um, kitchen or catering and all that stuff could definitely, I think, for the pilot year could, you know, serve some purpose. But I guess another thing um, was winter housing because yeah. this is Road South. And traditionally, it has always been where people move out during winter and, you know, other residents might live in your room. And that is part of the deal of living in Rhodes. Well, were there students who were unhappy that their affinity housing is at Rhodes South, where that might be happening? Yeah, Yeri, I'm really glad you're asking. Actually, both of those questions, because I think it's the kitchen and the winter housing that are um, kind of kind of growing pains for us a little bit. And I think it's important to kind of look at both of those. Um, and I, I will say, I think when it comes to winter housing, um, we tried to be as clear as we could at the very beginning that Rhodes was going to continue, at least for this academic year, to continue to be winter housing, that there wasn't going to be time enough to switch it up. Um, and so I think we had conversations with several students um, who, who had some concerns about that. Um, and I'm hoping that the conversations that we had were helpful for people to at least kind of understand where we were. But I'll, I'll share a couple of the, the points around that for us. Um, so one is that um, if some of the concerns that people had were like, oh, I don't want people to be in my in my space or I don't want people who maybe don't understand affinity housing to kind of be in a, in 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 this place that was supposed to be kind of a safe or, or safer space for us. I think one of the things that is important to note is the people that that are often here for winter housing are international students or students who might not otherwise get home. And so oftentimes those are the very blocks of students who might actually be living in the ILLC in the first place, or who might also be really kind of like drawn to a lot of the mission of the ILLC in the first place. But I also don't want to make assumptions about, about people, right? So if there are people who are staying here over winter break, what a wonderful opportunity for them to learn about the mission of the ILLC. What a great opportunity for hall decorations or other things to be a way to kind of reach out and connect with people who maybe otherwise wouldn't have come to the ILLC. 
but because they're there during the winter, they can learn a little bit about it and maybe it can open another door to their own learning, right? And their own openness to things. So I think if we think about the sense of what does hospitality and welcome mean when we think about an active community and we think about that semi-permeable membrane I talked about, right? I think it also means, you know, like let's also um, open our doors so that we can continue to transform our campus community. And I think that's part of what winter housing can be about. And also in winter housing, like there is a way in which if you know somebody who's going to be staying over the over the break, they can request your room and you can request them and vice versa. So there's always a way to kind of, if you want, you can have somebody you know be in your room. And then also you can kind of set your own ground rules, I think, for your room. So like there's almost like a contract that people sign when they go to stay there. So I think there's a lot of safeguards that are built in that people maybe may not be aware of. So while it might not be everybody's ideal to be like, oh, I have to share my space with somebody, I think with every opportunity, there also comes some responsibility. So if you want to live in a great place like the ILLC, maybe part of that is you also get to share that space with other people. So I don't know if this is going to be how it is for forever, but I hope at least framing it this way for this year helps people a little bit. Yeah. And I think you answered some of the central questions like, can I just request my friend to live there? Or um, what if I'm, I already live there? Can I yeah. stay in my room for winter housing? I think that's pretty central. Because I, I, I mean, I'm an international student myself and winter housing, I mean, just housing in general is a whole pain. And so for me, I would have really liked that. But I know there are definitely some people who might have not really, it's not the ideal for them. And I think that it's a great response for them. Something to, you know, think about and the mission of ILC and the sharing and learning experience. So with that being said, we can move on to sort of the prospects for the future affinity housing. I know it's a little too early to discuss it, but two things. First, yep. is Road South going to be uh, the permanent location or are we not sure about that? And second, which is a little bit more exciting, is there any more to come? Um, I, I hope so, maybe on both counts, but okay. it is, it's definitely too soon to know right now because we're still, we're still in September. Um, but I think that um, part of what we would need to do is sort of suss out this year, like does Road South work as a location? Like, does it make sense? Um, does it have kind of the, um, the qualities and the amenities that are really helpful and conducive for um, affinity housing? Um, and is there enough engagement? Is there enough interest, et cetera, right, to continue with the um, affinity housing process? So those are some important questions to answer for sure. Um, and I think if it's a good solid year, you know, like then we kind of keep seeing from there, like what what continues to be the opportunity to influence how housing looks on campus or to influence the ways that we can we can grow it. Um, we might be a little bit more slow and a little bit more deliberate if we continue to grow this. So it might not be like, oh, great, here's an idea. Bing, let's make it happen. Um, but I do think that there's really great potential to think about having living and learning communities expand on campus if this goes well. Because I think there's all kinds of living and learning communities we can have. And I think it would make a real difference for community life on campus if we kind of don't throw ourselves together randomly, but we choose to live together for a reason, whatever the reason is. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where ILC um, would be going and all the events. I'll definitely be there. Um, but thank you so much for taking your time out to talk about ILC. This is so exciting. 
Absolutely. And Yari, thanks for your good energy around all of this. And really, thanks to everybody who's who's been interested in this and who's getting involved in all of this. We hope that people will come and visit and will be a part of the programming because that's, again, part of the energy that helps to transform the way that we do things. So really excited about it. And if people have any questions or want to talk about any of this with any of us, you know, come see Candace or me or Joy or Rabbi Nora, and we'd be happy to talk about it or talk to any of the residents over at Road South at the ILLC. We'd love to talk to you. 